Welcome to the Proper Lookout Podcast, published by the Statutory Insurance Group of McCabe Kerwood. In this series, our CTP experts will discuss a range of topics, sharing their thoughts on an industry trend or an intriguing legal issue, explaining the intricacies of an important case, and hopefully imparting some of the knowledge that they have gained. Hello, everyone. This is Chad Farah from the Statutory Insurance Team at McCabe Kerwood. Today, we are going to discuss the issue of costs under the Motor Accident Injuries Regulations 2017 and how they compare to costs under the Workers' Compensation Scheme, including work injury damages. For the purposes of this podcast, the term costs will only refer to professional fees as opposed to disbursements for the sake of brevity. I will also use rounded figures because, let's face it, nobody likes decimals and I became a lawyer to avoid maths. Let us begin with the cost recoverable or payable under the workers' compensation statutory scheme as distinct from work injury damages. Those costs are governed by Part 17 of the Workers' Compensation Regulations 2016, which replaced the 2010 regulations on 1 September 2016. Each party pays its own costs. The workers' legal costs are payable by the Workers' Compensation Independent Review Office, known as WARO, The insurer's legal costs, on the other hand, are payable by the insurer pursuant to Part 2 of Schedule 6. That schedule is based on the different stages in the life of the workers' compensation claim. As an example, the lowest cap for costs is for written advices to the insurer before proceedings are commenced in the Commission. The maximum cost is just under $1,000 per advice. For proceedings for a referral to an AMS, or what we call an approved medical specialist, in relation to an impairment dispute only, that cost is just under $3,000. In the case of an appeal to a medical appeal panel, an additional $1,200 is payable if the insurer's application yields a more favourable outcome or the application is lodged by the worker. The most that can be paid for proceedings that run all the way to a decision by an arbitrator is just over $6,000. If a precedential decision in the commission is made on appeal, an additional $2,500 is payable if the insurer's application is successful or the appeal application is lodged by the worker. Now, this is an important point to note. There are no limits on the amount of costs that can be paid for commission disputes per claim. This will become relevant later. Let us now turn to Schedule 7, dealing with common law claims or what is known as work injury damages. Clause 93 of the regulations allows law practices to contract out of the cap costs in respect of solicitor client fees only if certain conditions are met. You will note there is no such thing under Schedule 6 for statutory claims. The presumption remains that each party bears its own costs, but in practice, the court will usually award party-party costs to the party who obtains a more favourable outcome than its final offer, as recorded on the mediation certificate. Where an offer is not made by an insurer, their offer is taken to be $0 for the purposes of costs. As an example, a claimant's solicitors can recover up to $500 for the preparation of the work injury damages claim up to the service of the pre-filing statement, in other words, drafting the pleadings and accompanying evidence. On top of that, both parties can recover an amount depending on the stage at which the matters resolve and also depending on the liability stance of the insurer and the amount of the settlement or award. Let us take the example of a claim that results for $90,000 despite liability being denied after mediation certificates are issued, but before court proceedings are commenced. The costs will be $5,600 as a base amount, plus 10% of the settlement amount over $50,000, plus a further 2% of the entire settlement amount. 
In this case, that would be 5,600 plus 4,000 plus 1,800. The total is 11,400. There are additional costs that can be claimed, such as mediation fees for one advocate, counsel's advice about settlement at the mediation, and counsel's fees per day in court, depending on whether they are a junior or senior counsel. That's workers' compensation. What about under the Maya regulations? Those legal costs are regulated under Part 6 of the Murder Accident Injuries Regulations 2017, but do not apply to claims that are exempt from assessment. This is in line with the previous arrangement under the MACA regulations, if you recall. There are a few more differences when it comes to legal costs under Maya. For instance, Schedule 1 uses monetary units as opposed to dollar figures to allow for inflation in accordance with CPI, or the Consumer Price Index, over the years. During the 2019 financial year, for example, one monetary unit equates to $102.06. This amount will be indexed again at the end of the 2019 June quarter, depending on the CPI and based on a formula specified under Schedule 3. Legal practitioners under Maya can also contract out of the schedule costs pursuant to Clause 25 in respect of practitioner client fees, but unlike the Work Injury Damages Scheme, this can only take effect if the settlement or award is more than 75000 Scheduled costs are still recoverable otherwise. Furthermore, the amount that can be recovered by practitioners in practitioner client fees cannot exceed the difference between the settlement amount or award and the $75,000 threshold. Also unlike the Work Injury Damages Scheme, party-party costs will follow the event depending on which of the parties obtained a more favourable outcome, but the Maya regulations impose additional restrictions on costs recoverable in court under certain circumstances. Namely, the regulations require that the claimant's more favourable outcome in court be in excess of a certain monetary or percentage amount before costs become payable by the insurer, which is not observed under the Work Injury Damages Scheme. If the insurer rejects the DRS award, then it is liable to pay the claimant's unregulated party-party costs for the period after the DRS award, irrespective of the outcome. The costs of common law under Maya therefore appear to be geared towards discouraging insurers from challenging DRS awards. Another observation is that where the claimant challenges the DRS award, there is a greater chance that each party will bear its own costs under Maya than in work injury damages, unless, in the likely unlikely event, I should say, the DRS challenge was altogether misguided or the DRS award was, say, substantially lacking. Let us now take a quick look at the costs of statutory as opposed to common law disputes under the Maya regulations. These are generally around $1,600 per type of dispute and a maximum of just over $6,000 for those types of disputes per claim. In other words, costs stop being payable for the same types of disputes after a while. For common law disputes, and using the work injury damages example used earlier, if a matter resolves for, say, $90,000 where liability is denied after the assessment certificate but before legal proceedings are commenced, the amount of costs that will be payable will be the base amount of $7,274 plus 10% of the settlement amount over $50,000 plus a further 2% of the entire settlement amount. The total cost would be around $13,000. This is not too dissimilar to costs for a similar settlement under the Work Injury Damages Scheme, albeit somewhat higher. There are also additional costs that are payable under Maya, such as for a conference with the client related to an assessment conference, an advocate's fee at the assessment conference, conferences with clients related to hearing, and junior and senior counsel's fees per day in court. 
These additional costs are also not too dissimilar to those under the Work Injury Damages Scheme, albeit again, slightly higher. So, what conclusions can we draw? There are five in my view. Number one, the cost of statutory disputes under Maya is significantly lower than the cost of statutory disputes under the Workers' Compensation Scheme. There are also limits on the costs recoverable for multiple statutory disputes for the one claim under Maya, whereas costs under the Workers' Compensation Scheme continue to be payable so long as further statutory disputes arise throughout the life of the claim. Number two, there are arguably greater restrictions on costs under Maya than in the Workers' Compensation Scheme, including work injury damages, for those claims that are subject to claims assessment. Number three, the insurer arguably has greater protection from cost liability and common law claims under Maya than in work injury damages. Number four, the amount of costs payable or recoverable upon the resolution of common law claims under Maya on any one occasion is greater than in work injury damages, with the base amounts being around 30% higher, roughly, than in work injury damages. However, the percentages applicable to certain portions of the settlement amount or award are identical under both schemes, making the overall common law costs somewhat similar. Number five, costs under Maya are subject to yearly CPI increases, whereas workers' compensation costs are fixed until otherwise indexed. Well, there you have it, folks, a cost comparison between the two schemes. What are your thoughts? Do you agree with our analysis? Please feel free to contact the team and let us know. Until next time, bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Proper Lookout podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. For more information on anything discussed, please contact Peter Hunt at peter.hunt at or visit our website to see McCabe Kerwood's full team of specialists.